about you, but, 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 but I came on purpose today with a purpose. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know what you came to do, but I come to give Jesus some praise. Come on, you may have lost an hour of sleep, but I just got a feeling on this Sunday morning God can catch you up to something that you thought you lost yesterday. Come on, we, we lift him up. There's just no telling what God will do. Oh, my, my. Anybody need a miracle today? Amen. You need a miracle. Amen. You got to lift him up. I ain't never seen nobody get a miracle. Amen. Sitting there. Amen. Looking at everybody else. Amen. But the praises of the Lord. Amen. When you begin to send up a praise, God begins to send out a blessing. Oh, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's miracles. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's breakthrough. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, my, 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 my. Oh, I, I feel something powerful up in this house today. Amen. Somebody said, you said, you said that before. Well, you ought to get nervous when somebody don't say that. Amen, because uh, it's something about when the power of God begins to move. Amen, not some situations, but every situation can change. Amen, just take a look around. Look what the Lord's done just this last week. Don't tell me, amen, God can't do nothing. Amen, God's up to something, amen. The devil don't like it, but we don't care what the devil likes around here. Uh, come on, somebody. Don't start nothing, won't be nothing. Too late, devil. We started something, and God's in the middle of doing something right now. Come on, somebody just give him a praise here for the next 15 seconds. Oh, come on, thank God for what he has been doing, but go ahead and praise him in advance for what he's about to do. Come on. Oh, today is the day. Hallelujah, that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I appreciate the Spirit of the Lord that I feel in this house today. Amen. I give honor, Brother Sister Sharp, opportunity. I'm, I'm just thankful for what God's doing right here. I'm not talking about, talking about right here in Temple, Texas. Thankful for what the Lord's doing. Amen. Genesis chapter 41 and verse 17. Genesis chapter 41. We're actually going to start in verse 15. 15 and verse 21. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have a dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret that I have heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, In my dream, behold, I stood upon the bank of the river. And behold, there came out of the river seven kin, or seven cows, fat-fleshed and well-favored. And they fed in a meadow. And behold, seven other Ken or seven other cows came up on after them, poor and very ill-favored, and lean flesh such as I never saw in all the land of Egypt for badness. So in one field they had 
fat cows, beautiful cows. But also in that same field, they had some ugly cows and some ill-favored cows. But the Bible said in verse 20, and the lean and the ill-favored can did eat up just like the good ones. And when they had eaten them up, it could not be known that they had eaten them, but they were still ill-favored. So the ill ate up of what the good was, and nothing changed. Just like some people come to church on Sunday morning, amen, lead the same way that they walked in, amen, blessings everywhere, favor everywhere, miracles everywhere, but they leave, amen, with the same bitterness and the same addiction as they walked in here. Oh, I'm going to preach this morning. I'll just tell you right now. Amen. So for the next little while, I, 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 I had this title, The Key to Your Survival is a revival church. But 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 me and sis back here in the back, we was communicating. And uh, I had another title, and I said, well, I said, I, I, I can't name it. Your revenge on the devil is revival. And, and she got happy over that one. And I said, well, I, I guess I'll use it. She said, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put that one down. And so this morning, I want to preach on your revenge on the devil is revival. Ah, hallelujah. And so I was standing over here, and I looked up that word revenge. And that word revenge means the action of inflicting hurt or harm on someone for an injury or wrong suffered at their hands. God, have mercy. Some of you, the devil tried to kill you, try to destroy your family, try to destroy your marriage, try to afflict your body. And I come to tell the devil here on this Sunday morning, pack up your bags and hit the road, Jack, because our revenge on the devil is a revival on this Sunday morning. We didn't come to patty cake for Jesus, but we come, amen, to make war on the adversary that's been trying to destroy your family. Not today, devil. Payback's coming. And my revenge is going to be a Holy Ghost apostolic revival. If you believe that, put your hands together and give the Lord great praise in this house. Come on, give him great praise. I said give him great praise. you're seated all across this house I need somebody to say take that devil come on say it again like you mean take that devil you've been taking it long enough now it's time to turn the table on the devil and say devil you come a day late and a dollar short take that devil I'm going to have my revenge I'm going to have my amen back pay amen it's going to be revival may be seated. Don't go nowhere. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Your revenge on the devil is revival. They sung about it this morning. They talked about it this morning. If you didn't like none of their music, you ain't going to like this. But just hang on. Amen. Charles Dickens, an English novelist in 1859, wrote a book that made him well-known called The Tale of Two Cities. It had some iconic phrases pinned in the book like it was the best of times, 
but also it was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom, but also it was the age of foolishness. It was a season of light, also it was a season of darkness. It was a time of belief, it was a time of unbelief. It was the spring of hope, it was the winter of despair. Sounds like, amen, he was describing 2022 and 1859. But I truly believe that we are living today in the best of times and in the worst of times at the same time. The beautiful cows and the ugly skinny cows are grazing in the same field at the same time. The best of times and the worst of times at the same time. The worst of times politically, socially, and morally. But for the church of the living God, these are the best of times. For the church of the Jesus, amen, this is the best of all times. Because the solution to the confusion and chaos and sin that continues, amen, is still Jesus and him crucified. It ain't changing, amen. The church is a beacon of light, and we're here to be what God has called us to be more now than ever before. Amen. The church is in the best of times, in the worst of times. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Amen. The church is set to be a light in a darkened world. That's why Zechariah 14 and 7. But it shall be one day which shall be known to the Lord, not day nor night, but it shall come to pass that at evening time it shall be light. I know it looks dark out there on the outside, amen, but the light of glory is about to break forth here on the inside today. We have the message. We have the cure to this lethal virus called sin. All the homicides, all the suicides, all the racism and rebellion and injustice that we're seeing today, all the root of it is the sin and the horror of men. And you don't cure sin by protesting in the streets. You don't cure sin by putting one race against another. You don't cure sin by compromising biblical principles and truth. You don't cure sin with humanistic solutions. The only way you cure sin in 2022 in the heart of man is through the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost and through the name of Jesus Christ. Shout, I believe it. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow. That makes me white as snow. There's no other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Somebody here this morning ought to speak the blood of Jesus over your sickness, over your situation, and say, God, I thank you for the blood. God, I thank you for the blood. may not be popular, but I didn't come to preach a popular message. Amen. I'm telling you, God didn't die on a cross. Amen. For your sins and for my sins because he didn't have nothing else to do. He did it so much the Bible said because he loved you and I. The prophet Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20 said, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil that put darkness for light and light for darkness that put bitter for sweet. And sweet for bitter, woe unto them. 
Amen. Sin is running rampant in our cities. People are living wicked and wild lifestyles. Destruction is all around us, and our nation is in crisis. The whole world is in crisis, and we're living in this time. In the midst of of all the worldwide chaos. I'm preaching this morning. Amen. In Temple, Texas, there is a worldwide revival. Right now, as the world goes into war, the church should go into revival. Come on, somebody. This isn't time to bunker down. Amen. And go into the basement and hide out in the shadows. Amen. But us from me and my house, we're stepping out amen, to the forefront and saying, God, I'm ready to see an apostolic revival like I've never heard before like I've never seen before. Because this is the thing in the same last days where all the evil is going on, the apostle Peter says in Acts 2.17, and it shall come to pass. In the last days, saith God, with the fat, beautiful cows and the skinny, ugly cows grazing in the same field together. He said, I will. Somebody said, will. It's not predicated on who you are or who you're connected to. It's predicated on his will. And he will pour out of his spirit upon all flesh. And the Bible said your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. Same last days. We're going to have a mixture of a move of the Holy Ghost like we've never seen before where we're going to see a move of God like you've never seen with your own eyes in the last days. In the last days, we're going to have some perilous times, some wicked days. We're going to have the skinny cows and in the fat cows in the same place at the same time, the best of times and the worst of times simultaneously. That's why the prophet Isaiah said, Watchman, Watchman, what of the night? The watchman said, The morning cometh, and also the night. If ye will inquire, inquire ye return and come. What of the night? Amen. I come to declare somebody here on this Sunday morning. The morning time is here. Even in, I know it's dark out there, but I declare to the people of God, morning time is here. Some of you have been waiting a long time, amen, but I do declare and I do decree in my spirit, amen, that ever, even in the midst of darkness, God is getting ready to turn a light on into your world because the only key to you and I, our survival is the Holy Ghost revival. The only key for your survival is a Holy Ghost revival. See, revival, amen, it's time to get in the church. I don't want to just be associated to a church. I don't want to just have my name on a roll call list, but I want my body to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. I come to tell somebody here this morning, it's not time to stay home. Don't you stay away from church. Not right now, not ever, especially right now. You need to be in church and not only be in church, you need to worship in church. You need to pray in church. You need to be connected to 
after your brother and sister in church. Uh, come on, somebody. I don't know what you came to do, but I come to have some church up in this house this morning. You need to run. You need to shout. You need to dance. You need to praise in church. You can't be at ease. You can't be quiet. You can't be in a corner somewhere. Oh, the old song said, oh, the little light shine, hide it under a bushel. No. You need to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Somewhere, somehow, you need to get involved in a Holy Ghost revival church. Well, I come to church. Well, thank God you come to church. What do we do when we get here? Well, pastor's going to preach. Preach with him. Well, they're going to sing. This ain't Branson. Amen. This is a revival church. We're not coming up here paying a ticket. Amen. To what sing? Sing me happy. No, I don't care. You sing me happy or sing me mad. I'm going to praise God. Why? Because I was created to give God praise when we come to church. Amen. Well, come on, somebody. I didn't come to be a statue. I didn't come to be a monument. But I come for a movement. I come for a Holy Ghost revival. That's the only hope to survival in this hour. Can I tell you, families are going to survive in the church. Marriages are going to survive in the church. Your children will survive in the church. This is the only hope of survival right here. You may not like it, but you're going to take it today. What you're doing right now, amen, it, it predicates what's your future, amen, in the church. You need the Holy Ghost. You need to talk in tongues. You need to run the aisles. Oh, I'm going to preach up in here today like an Olympic devil. You need to leap and shout. There's joy in this house of the Lord. There's peace in this house of the Lord. This is what temple needs. Temple needs a revival church. Temple needs another, another church on the block. Temple needs something life transforming. This is the only hope to survival as a church that's in revival. People are emotionally sick today. Right now, relationships broken. And the solution from all the confusion is Jesus. You can't look back and chill out. and You can't be passive and lethargic in your spirit. These times require the church to rise up with boldness and proclaim the gospel. Stop complaining and start praying. Stop murmuring and start worshiping. Why is it all bad? Can I tell you bad times produce revival times? You don't need Jesus because you're good. You need Jesus because you're bad. Who makes you good? I know that was deep for some of you. Let me go ahead and repeat that. Rind that back up. You don't need Jesus because you're good. You need Jesus because you're bad who will make you good. 
That was free. That wasn't even in my notes. Amen. But somebody need to go home with that today and say, I'm not going to come to church and, and leave without Jesus going home with me. Come on, somebody. It's not good enough just to brush up against the presence of the Lord, but I need to be saturated. I, I, I've been on the outer banks long enough. I want to step on in into the holies of holies on this Sunday morning because my family's in a wreck right now. I got family crisis. Amen. I, I need God to move in my world. How do I do it, preacher? Get in the presence of the Lord. The bad cows and the good cows are grazing in the same field at the same time. How is it? I'm ahead of myself, but it don't matter. I'll catch up after a while. Amen. How, how, how is it that we come to church sometimes and some people get the blessing? get the miracle and get this breakthrough and some others leave the same way they walked in You're in the same field where the blessing is, where the miracle is. I come to tell somebody, I know you were living in bad times, but in bad times, God said, I got good times for you. The good times will always outweigh the bad times. But what are you looking for? Are you looking for the bad? Are you looking for the good? I come to get a miracle this morning, whether you want to or not, get out of my way. I come to get a blessing, whether you want to or not, I need a touch of God in my family, whether you want to or not, don't hinder me, ugly, skinny cow. I want to go where the blessing is. I want to go, amen, to where God's glory is. That's it, we got one, amen. I wish somebody would say, you know what? I may be in a bad season right now. Oh, but the bad season will not dictate my future. Why? Because my revenge on the devil's not pouting. My revenge on the devil is revival. I'm sorry, calm down. Daniel 11.32, the Bible says, the people that do know their God shall be strong. Shall be, shall be strong and do exploits. He know what I'm talking about. Ain't none of y'all's business. So the divine contradiction in this is the age which God has chosen for me and you to be in is right now. This day, this moment, let me help somebody this morning. You wasn't a slip up. You wasn't an accident. You, 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 you wasn't a casualty. But you were here today because of God's plan and God's will for your life, whether you see it or not. Because sometimes all we can see is the bad. But God sent somebody here this morning to let you know there's some good, even when you, all you can see is the bad. So, we have danger and uncertainty, but also we have great promise. See, there, there, there's a simultaneously a great falling away, the Bible says, but yet also there's going to be a great outpouring. See, there, there, there's a, there is a warning of the love of many 
Yet there also is a group of people who know their God intimately that are strong and they're going to do exploits. I know it's a day filled with pearl, but also it's a day filled with promise. And the decision is mine as to which one of these circumstances will govern my life and govern my family and shape my actions and alter my destiny. I wish somebody would hear me this morning. Because, see, you can leave here and you can be paralyzed by the pearl. The pearl is trouble. The pearl is danger and uncertainty. And you can leave here and think, well, this is how it's always been and it ain't gonna get no better. Uh, God, this is just my lot that I gotta fall in. The devil is a lie. You may have fallen, but you ain't gotta stay up in that mess. You may have tripped up, but you ain't gotta stay up in that hole. I know there's pearl right now, but I come to preach to you. There's a promise coming down your dusty road. I said there's a promise coming down and you can get up and you can go to your promise or you can sit there with the ugly cows and the ill-favored cows and you can die in the pearl of destruction. But I just believe there's some people here this morning that even in through your pearl, it's about to propel you to your promise. You hear me? God would not, God would not put your name on a promise that you cannot possess. Somebody hear me. Don't you think, amen, that God spoke a word over this church and you can't obtain it. Amen, you're going by what you're going through right now. I'm telling you, I come to preach to you. The promise is still alive. The promise is alive in revival. It revives that promise. Come on, somebody. You've been stuck with a pearl for too long, but God got a promise that he's about to breathe on again. What a tragedy all throughout Scripture. And you see this played out, but it's not lived up to. People had promise, but they died by the pearl. Israel destined for the promised land. Their name was on it, yet they stopped. Judas promised to be one of the main twelve, yet he couldn't get thievery out of his heart. Gehazi in line to be the next great prophet after Elijah and Elisha, but his love for money stopped him. And Demas, promise was, was, was on him, yet he forsook Paul having loved this present world. If it's, up to, if it's up to me, then it means it's up to me. If it's to be, then it's me. You can sit there and you can live with the ugly cows and the ill-favored cows. But if you do that, I just want you to know there's still going to come blessing around your neighborhood, but you will not connect you because you feel like this is my lot, this is how the rest of my life is going to be. Amen. Too many people are stuck. Amen. And, and never reach their destiny because they let a situation plague their mind the rest of their life. Don't you let a temporary situation man, have a, a permanent uh, faith on you and limit you the rest of your life. Amen. I may be going through it, but bless your heart, I ain't staying there. I may have to go through some pearls. I may have to go through some 
thorns. Amen. But God, I just believe there's a blessing beyond the pressure. Keep on pressing on me, devil. Amen. You're about to raise up a fighter. You're about to raise something up inside of me that I didn't know that was there. God, have mercy. It's through the test. It's through the pearl that produces a revival. It's people that ain't got it together. It's people that ain't got, amen, the, the, the right family. It's people that ain't got the right last name that God is wanting to use for this end time revival. Come on, somebody. Your revenge on the enemy, amen, is a revival for your family. The, you may not can see it, but God sent a preacher here all the way from Lufkin that can see it. I'm telling you, there's great promise. There's great blessing. It's the revenge. It's the revenge on the enemy that's plagued you, that's tried to destroy you, that's tried to halt you. I could understand if my blessing was predicated on what you did, your blessing is not predicated on your neighbor. Your breakthrough is not predicated on pastor. It's predicated on you. If it's up to me, then I'm getting it. See, I, I, you, you, you can pull into your shell and you can try to hide all from the sin and chaos that abounds in this world. Or you can say, you know what? I've had to go through some stuff. I've had to go through some dark days. And I may have to go through some more. Amen. But oh, hallelujah. I just believe full of confidence that there's never been a greater opportunity to obtain my promise than in this same field of the great pearl. Come on, somebody. I know you had to go through great tragedy. Amen. But also that God said in great tragedy, there's going to be great promise. Come on, this isn't the devil's day. This is your day. Come on, this isn't your trouble's day. This is a God that's about to deliver you out of your trouble's day. That's why the Bible said this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. And I'm going to be glad up in it. It's one thing to rejoice. It's another thing to rejoice and just be glad. You ever been around them folk? They happy, they don't even know why they happy. But then to the flip side, you get around some church folk. My, it ain't that bad. Just take a look around. Look at what God is doing. I know what the devil's done. You ain't got to tell me that. But somebody needs to talk about what the Lord has done. Come on, I, I know there's devils everywhere. You ain't got to tell me. What, what, what's the Lord done for you? He woke me up this morning. He started me on my way. I'm in my right mind. I got clothes on my back. I got a dance in my... 
Come on, somebody. You need to look what the Lord has done. Stop looking at the ill and ugly cows, but look at the blessings. Look at the benefits of serving God in this church. Look at all the blessings. Look at all the promises. Look at all the provisions. I'm telling somebody, you may be going through something right now, but your revenge on the devil is a Holy Ghost revival church. I wish somebody's soul would catch on fire, burning with the Holy Ghost. That's it, go ahead. We take another 15 seconds to give the Lord praise for what he's doing. what the Lord has done. I know there's great pearl right now, but also there's great promise. There's great provision. See, it do some of us good like this every once in a while. Just to have a praise break. Some of you about to have a panic attack. Instead of panicking and hitting the tap out button, you ought to hit the praise button and say, God, I thank you. God, I give you glory. God, I give you praise because my enemies did not triumph. I'm sorry. A little payback, devil. Time you try to take my daughter out. A little payback, devil. Time you try to split up my family. A little payback, devil. Time I thought I was going to lose my job and everything that was connected to me. It's payback, devil. This world don't need a church that's going down. This world needs a church that's going up in the gates of hell. Shall not, I said shall not, will not prevail. this morning I'm not done but I told you the other day I believe God is trying to reposition this church in a different way it's not an accident that he preached apostolic culture four or five weeks and then I showed up You don't think I'm apostolic? You ain't even here. But I'm apostolic from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. You don't like it? Sorry. But I believe that God 
amen, this morning is not only trying to transition this church, but I, I, I believe, amen, God is trying to wake up some warriors around here. You've been wounded, but don't let your wound dictate your promise. If I got a limp in, I'm going to limp in. If I got to lean on somebody, I'm going to lean on somebody. Because this is our day. This is our hour. Come on, somebody. I know you may have heard that for 20 years, but I'm telling somebody, in the next 20 weeks, you need to open up your eyes and start looking for the blessing. Start looking for the provision. Start looking for revival like you've never experienced before. This day. See, when the Holy Ghost was poured out on the day of Pentecost, it happened in a place called the Upper Room. And, and I think it's significant that the Bible actually details to us where the Holy Ghost fell for the first time upon men in the earth. It came in the Upper Room. Then there was 120, the Bible said. And the reason I think it's significant, Brother Sharp, is when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you get filled with the upper room, your mind. That's why the Apostle Paul said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that he may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, your mind is your upper room. God is trying to change your mind, church. God's trying to change temple. If you don't get full of the Holy Ghost and you're thinking, then you'll become carnal. You'll become negative, And you'll be a critical Christian. And all the bad things will start eating up the good things that God has done in your life. See, but you got to understand, we have the carnal man that's always, somebody said always, Fighting, amen, the spirit man. You got the ugly cows, and then you got the beautiful cows in the same place. Look at the neighbor and say, it's going to be a fight. But if I had to fight to get here, I'm going to fight, amen, to stay here. I'm not looking for an exit, pastor. I'm looking for a place for God to abide. If you don't want like my row, find another row, find another section. But I need God. I need his spirit. I need his glory to sit on us here in the everything that's going on around us. It may look bad, but in the midst of all the badness, there's still a blessing that God is getting ready to give his church. See, we need the Holy Ghost to baptize our mind so we can think right. Somebody look at them and say, you ain't thinking right. You've been wanting to tell them that a long time. Oh, I feel help up in this house right now. See, there's some apostolics, Brother Sharp, that aren't thinking right. They're making some bad choices, some bad decisions. Some this morning have decided to stay home and not come into church again. They're full of fear and anxiety and depressed. But in the name of Jesus, come out of them. I said, come out of that. You need your mind. You need your spirit and body to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Because see, if we think right, We'll act right.
because actions will always be aligned with themselves with what we think. That's why David said, I think myself happy. See, oh, that's what we need this morning. We need a checkup from the neck up. Like your neighbor said, you need a checkup from the neck up. Because see, if you don't get a checkup from the neck up, you'll be guilty of stinking thinking. And I got enough things that try to connect themselves to me that stink. And I don't need your stinking thinking to be connected. Come on, somebody. That's why when you come to church, you don't need to infect the church. Amen. But you need to let your faith loose and say, hey, you may be going through it, sister, but I just got a feeling God's going to make a way. Come on, somebody. This is a revival church. This is a church, amen, where God arises and the enemy is terrified. Come on, somebody. Somebody give him praise in this house. I'm almost done. I didn't ask you to stand, but keep on. You can't let your bad days eat up the good days. Don't let the great experiences with God eat up all the situations and trouble that you go through. Don't let the skinny cows eat up those good fat cows. Think about what the Lord's done. When, 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 when you see what the enemy starts doing, start thinking about what the Lord has done. Oh, what I think about. Oh, song said, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, and some, some days, all that he's done for me. Then they used to sing a song, he healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved my soul right in the nick of time. I survived what others died from. Why? Because I saved in a revival church. Don't you go somewhere, amen, where they all the ugly cows are eating up the good cows, but go, amen, where God is glorified. Go where the revenge, amen, on the devil is revival. We ain't trying to compromise. We ain't trying to sign peace treaties with the devil. Most of you don't know this song, but I remember they used to sing, me and the devil had a tussle, but I won. The devil hates me, but I hate him. Me and the devil had a tussle, but I won. I come to tell somebody, I've been in a fight, but devil, you ain't gonna win because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Gotta leave the dead things. If it ain't breathing, cut it off. If it ain't giving hope to your life, cut it off. Because see, when you got a family, it don't just mess with you, but it messes with everybody that you're over, Dad. It starts from the head and goes down to the bottom. It's just not comfortable. Well, you, 
I'd rather not be comfortable than the devil have the last laugh. Well, I've just never done it that way. Well, today's a good day to start trying it this way because apparently it ain't working your way. Somebody, I don't know. I'm sorry. Not really, but the question is, though, today as I'm closing, what are you looking for? I know people, they all saturated with end-time prophecy right now. I mean, they just get happy about that stuff. And, and, and carry on. But I'm looking for a great outpouring. i just tell you that right now. I'm looking for sons and daughters to come on back into the house. I'm looking for Temple Amen to turn this city upside down. I wish somebody saw would catch on fire this morning and said, you know what? My revenge on the devil, my payback on the devil is to have an apostolic revival. Apostolic revival in my church. Apostolic revival in my family. Apostolic revival at my school. Apostolic revival on my job. The mark of the beast. Is that what you're looking for? 666, the Antichrist. What are you looking for? I told you I ain't looking for an exit. I ain't leaving. I ain't going nowhere. I'm looking for revival. I said, I'm looking for revival. I'm looking for, and they don't just fall on your family, but the Bible says on all flesh. All colors, all people, all backgrounds. Come on, somebody. They're going to come from the north. They're going to come from the south. They're going to come from the east. And they're going to come from the west. I wish somebody would put your hands together and say, this is my day. This is my moment. Trying to stop, but... I lost an hour of preaching this morning, so I got to catch up. So you can't control the uncontrollable. You can't tame the untamable. Everybody this morning, look at his neighbor and say, he's talking to you. Should talk in tongues before you leave this house today. I don't know if I'm helping stuff or I'm stirring stuff up. But don't stir nothing up, won't be nothing. Well, say it in your mic. Turn the mic on. You're stirring up the gifts. Stir up the gifts. Ah. Come on, stir somebody. up the gifts. That's all I'm doing. When you stir it stir up, up, the, the Bible says, out of your bellies shall flow rivers. 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 I'm rivers. rivers of living water. You've been gifts. dead long enough. You've stir been in the dead But out of your bellies, out of your bellies shall flow, flow, flow. We tag team. God. Stop praying survival prayers. Lord, if I just make it through this season. You know, 
Bless you. I barely made it in. I ain't barely making it in nothing. You hear me? I'm going to come in with a high step, with a shout, with a leap, with a hallelujah. Holy Ghost told me a while back. He said, stop praying survival prayers. Well, that ain't what he told me, but I like that too. They didn't hear you, but I'm going to tell it. He said, start praying supernatural prayers. He said, start praying revival prayers. When's the last time you prayed for your family? Not to get better, but to be better. When's the last time you prayed for your daughter, your boy? Said, Holy Ghost, they need a revival. We need a church revival, but more than church revival, we need family revival. Because what good is it if the whole house is full and my family ain't here? What good is it for me to turn the world upside down but I lose my two boys and my wife? The devil is a lie. Amen. We need a family revival in Temple, Texas. Your revenge on the devil, your payback on the devil is an apostolic revival for your family. Trying to stop, but I can't yet. Some of you this morning, maybe your life right now is the worst it's been in some ways. Can I tell you, stop trying to control what you can't control. Stop trying to control what you can't control. Some storms that you have today. You hear me, you didn't create. And if you didn't create them, you can't control them. I'm trying to get this somebody's spirit right now. You need to stop worrying about it and let God be God. See, it may hurt you, but it will not destroy you. God is going to give you grace to sustain you. Don't let your ugly cows eat up the good cows. You got to fight for it. You got to strive for it. Come on, this ain't easy street. This is revival street. I don't know what you come to do, but I come to stir it up from the Holy Ghost and say, Devil, it's about to change. Devil, we're about to transition from one season to another. And this season, devil, it will not take me out. It will not take me under. But it will propel me into my promise. Stand with me all across this house. See, it's not important how you came in. That's why Ezekiel talks about when you come in and worship. He said, enter by the way of the north gate, but leave the south gate. It means no one is to return through the gate they come in. Now, I can't speak for every church, but this church, we don't care how you walk in. You could be tore up from the floor up. Come on in this house. But when you leave this house, 
it's our job to expose you to the Jesus that's living on us and that can live in you. And when you leave this house and you come in connected with the Jesus I've been preaching about, and you ain't gonna wanna leave the same way you walked in. You may have walked through that door this morning, but you're gonna leave through that door. Why? Because I come in contact with the Jesus. That's a lie. about this church our God's not dead he was dead he was on a cross he was in a tomb and we didn't put him back up on a cross but he's alive today and he's got the keys of death hell and the grave so I don't care what you come in here with that said this dead when you come into the Jesus that I'm talking about Amen. He'll turn the light on. What's that old guy? Super 8. We'll leave the light on for you. Hotel 8. Motel. Whatever. Motel 6. You got the memo. You may come in here dark before you leave here. The God of glory going to turn the light on. I was preaching, actually the place I'm going to after this, I was preaching there a couple years back on Sunday morning. I'm getting ready to close, so I really am. My revenge on the devil is revival. I'm talking to the wrong group now. I got to turn this way. If you can't have fun at church, you're going to the wrong church. This ought to be the happiest place you go to during the week. This ought to be more joy. This ought to be more happy. This ought to be more power than you and I go to during the week. God, God, you can't get happy here. Your happy switch is messed up. <laughs> Woo! My God, y'all got me all messed up now. So, when I leave here, I'm, uh, the place I'm going at, I was there a couple years ago. And uh, that Sunday morning, there was a man all the way back there on the back row. And the uh, Holy Ghost spoke to me. He said, you need to go back there and pray for him. I said, well, I don't know. He said, no, I told you, go back there. I went back there. As soon as I got back there, he was gone, Brother Sharp. I couldn't find him. I said, the devil is a lie. So I went to a hotel, and God said, I told him, I said, on the way there, I said, God, I said, if he's there tonight, I promise you, he's going to be the first one I pray for. He said, okay. He said, I want you to tell him this. So I got there. I couldn't find him. I started preaching. I couldn't find him. I started walking the aisles over here. And there he was, back there in the back hunkered down like this, like he was trying to play hide and seek. And I went back there, and I told him, I said, sir, stand up. When I did, he was about 6'5". Gold chain, had cowboy boots. 
I mean, he thought he was a stud, but I think he really was a dud. But he was back there, and I told him, I said, sir, I said, I don't know what you come out of, where you been in. I said, but God promised me, he said, this day, he wants to loose you from, I said, now, I don't know about tomorrow. I said, but God did give me a word, said today, this day, he's going to deliver you. He looked at me, he said, preacher, he said, you don't know where I come from. I said, well, I didn't ask where you come from. I'm just telling you where God can take you. He said, well, he said, I just got out of prison last week. And I said, well, I just want to tell you this. I said, the invitation's open. I said, I'm not going to pull you. I'm not going to compel you. I'm just going to tell you. And so after that, I walked off. Now, I know I, know I look crazy, but I ain't as crazy as I look. I was looking at my peripheral just to see if he was coming. Next thing I know, Brother Sharp, he walked down here to the front. As I got up to the platform and turned around, there he was lifting up his hands. I said, that's it, brother. I said, God's about to fill you with the Holy Ghost this day. God is my witness. Tears started coming down his face. I put my hands on his head. As the Spirit of God utterance. And next thing I know, he went to shouting up there. What I didn't know is an 80-year-old widow lady. She, she squished her way on down there. She said, boy, I've been praying for him for 30 years that God would bring him back. Amen, you may be in the purr right now, but I'm telling somebody, the promise is on its way. I said the promise is on its way. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. There's always more God than devil. I know there's some bad, ugly cows over here. See, if y'all been thinking in the Holy Ghost, y'all wouldn't have thought that. But there's always more God than the devil there's always more grace than your sin there's always more victory than your failure there's always more blessing than your curses I feel like shouting here on this Sunday morning God specializes in doing the best in the worst of times that's why I'm done. Joseph, the dreamer, he was despised by his own brothers. Thrown into a pit. They did him wrong. And it was years later that God worked everything out and put Joseph in the kingdom of Egypt. And then his brothers came. And Joseph saw them and he recognized them. But they didn't recognize him. God have mercy. Joseph could have said, I want them boys beat down or killed. But Joseph didn't let those skinny cows eat up the dream that God gave him. Hey, you have a dream, Joseph. Don't let that dream die in the pit. You may be in the pit right now, oh, but you're getting ready to go to the palace, boy. Don't let your promise die in the pit. I come to tell Temple here on this Sunday morning, you may be in the pit, but God is about to transition you to the palace. 
Don't let anything destroy the dream that God has given you, ma'am. Joseph could have got bitter and he could have remembered everything that he went through. But instead, the Bible says, Genesis 42 and 9, that Joseph remembered his dream. He saw his brothers, but he remembered his dream. And some of you see your problems, but God said you need to remember the dream. Some of you see the devil, but you need to remember the promise. Come on, somebody lift up your hands. All across this house right now, the Spirit of the Lord is in this house. He's moving on you, ma'am. He's moving on you, sir, right now. Come on, you may be in the pit, but you're about to come out that pit. You're about to transition into the place of promise. we're going to do this husband's wife family if your family's here I want you to get together and come down to the front if they're not come by yourself but you ain't coming by yourself God's about to drop that promise and he's going to cause it to live again you hear me some of you have been around the ugly cows and the, and the skinny cows but in the same field God is about to show you blessing God is about to show you amen what the enemy would like to take out but can't take out Take a look. You got to understand the enemy is living on borrowed time. Time that's running out. And he would like to do not just take you out, but he wants to take your family out. If he takes your family out, take the church out. God. Not just by, he's, he's coming with a people, church. Who you are, but the God of glory, amen, stepped in this morning. I saw you when I saw you. When I saw you this morning, you may have walked in here empty-handed, but you ain't going home today empty-handed. Lift up your hands right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's it from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Right now, the God of glory. Come on, families, pray with each other right now. Come on, let God sustain you. Let God, amen, bring you through your pearl and take you to your promise right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That's it from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. He Come on, I 
come to tell somebody, you may feel like you're surrounded by the wrong thing, but God is encamping around, around this church this morning. There's angels here this morning that surpass around you this morning. There's healing angels coming to touch your mind from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Woo! That's it right now. Be free of the Holy Ghost. Be free of the Holy Ghost. As a collective body, lift up your hands right now. And let the Holy Ghost, we're going to pray right now. God, you see every man, every woman, every family here right now. God, I pray let there be a fresh power of the Holy Ghost that would fall, that would start from their minds, God. And Lord, it would fall all the way down to their feet this morning. I pray let the power and the gift of the Holy Ghost saturate this place, God. Lord, we know we're living in the end time, but God, you said in the same end time, it's gonna be revival time. I decree revival over my family. I decree revival over my marriage. I decree revival over my kids. I decree revival over this church in this city in the name of Jesus. That's it. Don't look for an exit. Press your way in. Press your way into promise. Press your way into provision. Press your way into blessing. Press your way into the power of the Holy Ghost.
this morning. How do I start over? It's so bad, I just want to redo. With God, you don't need to redo. He can hit the refresh button and start something brand new for somebody here today. If you've never been baptized, today's a good day. We don't baptize just to be baptizing. I told Kimberly here the other night, Tuesday night, when we baptized her. I said, the reason why we get baptism is because the old man goes down. And the new person comes up in Christ Jesus. Whatever had you hostage of yesterday is simply that. It's yesterday and it's gone. And I come to tell somebody here this morning, you'll never live in your future until, amen, you get your past buried behind you. It's not the will of God for you to keep going forward and forward with your past. Your past is simply that, your past. It's never intended to be greater than your future. So them ugly skinny cows, I like to say, are the past. Because all they want to do is talk about what happened yesterday. Things that you want to change that you can't change. But God has sent some blessings. And God has put a man of God in your life to let you know there's some good things even in the midst of pearl. There's some good things even in the midst of conflict. There's some good things even in the midst of confusion. So if you've never been baptized, today's a good day. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, come down here to the front if you want the Holy Ghost. Because I'm telling you, God said this day, this is the day, not just that the Lord has made, but the Bible said this is the day of salvation. Why hold off tomorrow? Simply because the enemy knows if you hold off one more day, then it may not happen. But God said, this is the day. I'd, I'd rather have an unfulfilled prophecy not happen than to I sit there and say, well, I don't know if it can happen. You got promises. There's people, there's ministries in here that, 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 that God is trying to birth. And you say, well, preacher, you don't know. It's, you know. I'm telling you, God is saying, this is a season. This is a season, man. I've seen you all service. Lift up your hands right now from the top of your head. Yes, ma'am, you right there. Uh-huh. You right there. Lift up your hands from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I feel the winds of refreshing coming back and going to touch you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet right now. That's it. Lift up that other hand right now. Saying, devil, I'm still here. Blow, Holy Ghost, blow. When I pray right now, blow every bit of confusion and delusion off of her mind. I pray right now that there be a soundness and a peace of God that would fall on her in the name of Jesus. Says something about when you pray for somebody else and somebody that's near 
See, I was praying for her, but the Holy Ghost said, you said that to her because she needs that too. Your mind, the enemy's trying to run you crazy. You sung up here this morning, but God said it's time to sing a brand new song. Let the joy of the Lord bubble up again. The enemy has tried to steal your song in this season, but the devil is a lie because the revenge on you, devil, is a revival. A revival in my mind, a revival in my home, a revival in my family. He ought That's it right now. Let it fall. Let it fall. Oh, God. Let the wind of confusion, let the wind of, of weakness and fatigue and, and weariness, let it blow off of her mind. And God, I pray, spring up a well. Let there be rivers. Let there be a well of life come up again, God. can live here with pearl, uncertainty, confusion, or you can leave here with promise and provision and an answer. Lift up your hand, sir. Hand of God's on you right now. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet right now. God, you said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I pray from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. God, I pray. God, touch his mind. Oh, that's it. Come on right now. Open your mouth and say, God, I need you. I need you right now, Lord. Don't pass me up. Don't pass me over. He out of us right now, the hand of God is going to touch you from the top of your head all the way to the sole of your feet. He out In the name of Jesus. So if you need anything and you ain't got what you needed yet, come down here to the front right here in the center and we're going to pray one more time. See, for, the, for a man can bind the enemy, he first needs to know there's nothing binding him. Before you take charge of your house, I got to take charge of this house. And God has sent me here this morning to let you know you can have great revival even in the midst of chaos and great pearl and great discomfort and great weariness. Because the Bible said in the worst of times, God can do the best of times. In the same field. One more time. Lift up your hands right now. That's it right now. Come on. Let the Spirit of the Lord fall right now. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, that's it. Don't let him pass you over. Come on, your revenge of the devil is a revival. Right now, come on, somebody speak it. Somebody speak it right now. Loose that hand right now. Loose that hand right now. That's it. Be free in the Holy Ghost. That's it right now. That's it in all the negative, in all the pearl. There's a promise right now. Do it, God, in Jesus' name.